This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Tomorrow, Super Bowl Sunday. The one day of year where snacking and engorging yourself is not only encouraged, is it is expected. Tomorrow, Americans will eat 80 million avocados. That is enough to fill a football field 12 feet deep. Americans will consume 325 million gallons of beer. Enough to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool, which holds 630,000 gallons of water, 1,938 times. And tomorrow, Super Bowl Sunday, the number one chicken wing eating day of the year, Americans will serve up and eat 1,230,000,000 chicken wings. That is enough to fill a football field, 1 million. 83,333 times. Chips. Americans will eat 11 million pounds of potato chips. They will eat 4 million pounds of pretzels. 2.4 million pounds of nuts. 3.8 million pounds of popcorn. And 8.2 million pounds of tortilla chips. But wait! As the great Ron Popeil would say, there's more. Americans will consume a pizza by the pie, I mean by the millions of pies. Domino's tomorrow expects to deliver 11 million slices on Super Bowl Sunday. Lieutenants, this can only mean one thing here on the Cigar Dave show. If we're talking about Super Bowl and the ability to enjoy great delicacies, it means it is time for Super Snacks on Super Bowl. So without any further delay, lieutenants, let us go up to the Buffalo Theater of Operations and say hello, first of all, not only to Colonel Ange, but we've got Captain Paul, we've got Lieutenant Gary and the entire Ladies Auxiliary, but we have a special open. For this monumental occasion. Neither the cold nor snow can stop an alpha male from grilling. Colonel Ange is in the pooch pit preparing super snacks for the Super Bowl. Colonel Ange, I am looking right now at the temperature. It is a very balmy 
32.3 degrees up in the Pooch Pit, the theater of operations in a very classified Western New York uh, destination. And Lieutenant uh, Colonel Ange, I have been watching pictures. I have been seeing a constant stream of the delicacies that you are going to be uh, making and that are coming off the grill. It is an absolutely balmy day up there. You may as well be in San Juan and in shorts. General, it is uh, 30 times warmer today than it was two days ago. So it is a beautiful temperature. In fact, two more degrees and the nude beaches are open on Lake Erie, General. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see everybody is wearing, uh, uh, you've got your short sleeve Cigar Dave shirt on. So clearly, anything above 20 degrees is really a relative heat wave. So no need for any other additional clothing, gloves, mittens, parkas, anything like that. Now, Colonel Ange, I, uh, I also want you to know that uh, there was a special warning put out by the Global Warming Institute in Washington, D.C. A satellite picture has just been published showing that there is a, a massive amount of BTUs coming from a very small area in the Western New York Theater of Operations attributed to all the BTUs coming off your grills in the pooch pit. That's right, General. You can see it. Every squirrel in the neighborhood has surrounded the perimeter. They're all got their little paws up trying to keep warm. Excellent. Now, why don't you go ahead and give us a rundown of the Super Snacks for Super Bowl menu that we posted actually one week ago so many of our lieutenants could follow along. But, Colonel Ange, I will let you do the honors today's menu. Thank you, General. Today we're going to have a little bit of something for everybody involved. We've got Bronco Burgers. We've got... Seahawk sliders with buffalo blue cheese slaw. We've got mile high thighs, which also describes the general's harem. We have barbecue buffalo wings, dark roast ribs, buffalo baby backs, and of course, Salem's smokehouse dogs. Yeah, that wasn't on the menu, but I just assumed it would be. General, you can always assume it will be. If there's a grill going, there's a Salem's on it. Colonel Lange, when did you begin preparations for Super Snacks for Super Bowl? Uh, General, we started, uh, you know, probably about a week ago. The uh, last two days have been the uh, the uh, biggest part of it. You know, there's a lot of work that goes ahead of it. We started the sauces, the rubs, the brines. It, 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 you know, if you spend a little time getting it done ahead of time, General, the game goes very smoothly. That is the key to proper maneuvers, especially when it comes to grilling maneuvers in the pooch pit. Now, Colonel Ange, I understand that Lieutenant Gary uh, and Captain Paul were in charge of libationary menu items. Yeah, General, I'm telling you, it's a smorgasbord here. I don't, you know, if Mick the Brit were here, he'd be on his back just looking up at the stars. Yes, we've got all kinds. No, no, of I think, I think, no, no, I think Mick the Brit would already have several IVs in each arm. One with some Coors, <laughs> Coors Light, some of the other assorted beers, maybe some of the Dry Fly Washington wheat that I'm going to enjoy, or the Breckenridge Bourbon from Colorado, or the Crown Royale XO that I have to my side, and I know is up there as well. Now, I understand there's an interesting story that Captain Paul was in charge of procuring the brewski for the Super Snacks for Super Bowl festivities up in the Pooch Pit. And I understand there may there was a little bit of an issue getting one of the, I think, Washington State or Colorado beers, but he was able to get it because of yours truly. That's right, Paul. Captain Paul, you want to tell that story? Uh, General, I'll tell you, your, uh, your reputation precedes you. A uh, good friend of mine uh, contacted his rep up in the state of Washington when I told him I needed this uh, this beer. Um, it's called Twelve Man. Um, obviously, after the Twelfth Man, which is supposedly the loudest uh, stadium, you know, in the NFL. 
and he didn't know anything about this, so he did a little checking, and he said, calls me back and says, Paul, I don't think I can get a hold of this beer. He said, this stuff is really hard to get now that I find out. Well, on a fluke, he's calling on a dry cleaners close to Portland, Oregon, and he walks into a grocery store and uh, asked about this beer just on a whim. And they said, you know what, we can't keep this stuff on the shelf. And the guy said, uh, you know, Mark, um, this, this sales rep, uh, Bonzel from the uh, state of Washington, said, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get this to get it back to uh, Cigar Dave. He's got a Super Bowl show, and he wants to analyze this beer. And the uh, grocery manager said, Cigar Dave, I listen to him all the time. He said, follow me. Take him, takes him back into the storeroom and said, look, it, I got a case of this put aside for myself. I'll, give, I'll sell you the case. So he sold him the case of beer, kept a six-pack for himself, and sent us 18 cans here to the Western New York Theater of Operations. So, General, we have commandeered um, the 12-man beer from uh, Seattle, um, and it is facing off against uh, Coors and Coors Light. We couldn't get Omaha, Omaha, Omaha Brett from uh, Denver. That beer is out of stock, and they only come in kegs, although we would have gotten a keg here if they had one in stock. They didn't. Uh, that's an interesting story, too, about Omaha, Omaha, Brett. It used to be Brett on the Broncos, but the NFL put a cease and desist because they used the word Broncos. So they had to change the word. They had to change it to Omaha, Omaha after, uh, you know, Peyton Manning's, you know, calling at the line. So that's the story on the beers for today, General, and we are set to go. Beautiful. Now, I should also say that... I'm looking, we've tweeted a picture, uh, by the way, if you're not following me at Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, we've been tweeting out a constant stream of pictures from the Pooch Pit. We're also going to be uh, posting a picture of the libations and today's cigar selection. Now, libationary wise I understand Lieutenant Gary uh, brought some very fine distilled libations, and he and I are thinking on the same page because uh, two out of the three that I have here, he has also selected for you to enjoy today up in the Pooch Pit. He's right here to talk about it, General. Excellent. Lieutenant Gary, Gary, you are up. And by the way, I hear there's a PA speaker in the back. We'll need to get that turned down a little bit because we're getting a slight echo that we can hear back. There you go. Much better. All right. Very good. Lieutenant Gary. Yes, General. Uh, We we chose four libations for the show today. We have a nice Colorado whiskey, a Breckenridge bourbon, a nice gin, and, of course, we have the new Crown Royal XO for uh, Cigar Abe. These, yes, Cigar Abe, this is the new Crown Royale XO. We are all going to Crown Town today. And this is an interesting blend of about 50 different Crown Royal uh, whiskeys. They blend them, and then they finish them in cognac cask. Now, they used to have the Crown Royale uh, cask number 17. No longer made. This replaces it. Just as good. Very nice bottle. Very nice packaging. Now, it's interesting that you mention... The Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey, because today we will be joined by Brian Nolt, who is the chief executive officer and founder of the Breckenridge Distillery in Breckenridge, Colorado. He is actually a physician. He's a radiologist by trade, but uh, loves uh, bourbon and distilled uh, spirits. So we'll be talking with him. And then there is another spirit that I have. Now, obviously, in honor of the Broncos, we've got the Breckenridge bourbon from the state of Colorado. And from Washington State, 
from the Dry Fly Distillery, I have the Washington Wheat Whiskey. And we will be joined by Kent Fleischman, one of the two co-owners of Dry Fly Distillery up in the great state of Washington. And in honor of where the Super Bowl is played. Now, theoretically, it's in New Jersey. It's not really New York, but we'll call it the New York metropolitan area. So today I will be enjoying a Monte Cristo New York edition. They do not have a Monte Cristo New Jersey edition, so therefore we'll just have the Monte Cristo New York edition. So I think between the libations, the great delicacies, the ladies' auxiliary uh, uh, salads and other delicacies that they have prepared, we have the makings of a, a wonderful afternoon. Now I should give a cautionary warning here. And uh, Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, and Lieutenant Gary, and all of our lieutenants, there have been numerous stories and headlines that dietitians are cautioning against super snacking during Super Bowl because the average American consumes more food on Super Bowl Sunday, or I should say next to Thanksgiving, it is the second largest day where, where uh, people consume a caloric intake of food. So, the warning has been given. However, I can only assume that none of you and I will follow that uh, word, uh, uh, that warning, that super snacking during Super Bowl should be avoided at all costs. General, have you ever dated a dietitian? I don't even know a dietitian. There you go. All right. I think that says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> Excellent. So uh, I'm sure that you will be enjoying it. We will all be enjoying tomorrow great delicacies, and we started off today. All right. So, again, Bronco Burgers, Seattle uh, Seahawks sliders with buffalo blue cheese slaw, mile-high thighs, buffalo barbecue wings, dark roast ribs, buffalo baby back, Salem's hot dogs, and Colonel Ange, don't give us details yet. What will be the first delicacy coming off the pooch pit? Uh, the first ones coming off of the appetizers are out. The uh, uh, chicken wings and the hot dogs are out. Next up is going to be the Bronco Burgers. And next up for me, lieutenants, will be the National Cigar Litation Ceremony. It is Super Snacks for Super Bowl. throw the perfect party for the big game. Download the Super Snacks for the Super Bowl menu now at CigarDave.com. If you're a lover of modern, full-bodied cigars, you're in for an awesome treat. Introducing Monte from Monte Cristo, a dynamic new cigar expertly crafted with not one, but two binders. Bold, masculine, and totally unique. Monte's amazing flavor will knock your socks off. A rare Nicaraguan binder, selected for its spectacular taste and sweet aroma, provides the perfect complement to a spicy Dominican Olor binder. This innovative use of two binders adds strength as well as complexity, culminating in an unbelievably flavorful smoke. A rich, dark Ecuadorian wrapper and aged Dominican fillers add even more punch, ensuring a knockout smoking experience. Savor a modern legend today. Monty, double binder, amazing flavor, great price. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. 
At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, in honor of the location that tomorrow's Super Bowl will be played, the New York metropolitan area, technically it's in New Jersey, and as we know, there's only one team that plays in the crumbling empire state of New York, and that is the Buffalo Bills. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. But tomorrow they will be in the Meadowlands, East Rutherford, New Jersey, MetLife Stadium. So since it is being held in the New York metropolitan area, why, I have no freaking idea. I will be pulling out and enjoying today the Monte Cristo New York Connoisseur Edition. Now, the Monte Cristo New York is a special cigar that is only made for the retailers in New York State. It features an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, nice and dark, beautiful. Nicaraguan binder, Dominican filler. It is on the medium plus to full side. A very special blended Monte Cristo. And the cigars are packed in a very nice box, 10 to a box each with its own little wooden slot. Very elegant, has a second band that says, 
New York edition. Six by 60, box pressed, only one size. It's a beautiful stick. That's what I will enjoy today. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Cigar Dave's signature prototype R&D litation device. Five jet flames. Achieving maximum heat and compression. We are ready to go. Cigar, Cigar pre-litation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. I will now gently toast the foot of this mammoth 6x60 box press cigar. Beautiful dark Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Nice and shiny, nice and oily. I love this stick. I've had it many times. Pulled one out of the Humidor 1A Humidor. And as I toast this, let me remind you, if you care to join us today, the Nationwide Cigar and Pleasure-Friendly Hotlines are now open at 877-DAVE-007. That is 877-328-3007. Email address CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Follow me at Twitter at CigarDaveShow. Facebook.com slash CigarDave. I will puff and rotate. Wow. Master Cigar. Mmm. Great draw. Mmm. Excellent. My Monte Cristo, New York edition, is ready to go. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. All right, well, I have my three libations in front of me. I've got my Dry Fly Washington Wheat Whiskey, my Breckenridge Bourbon, and my Crown Royale XO. And to start things off today, I will have the, in honor of Cigar Abe, my Crown Royale XO. Now, this is relatively new. It replaces the Crown Royale Cask 17, whereby the whiskeys, 50 different uh, whiskey blends, are blended together, and then they are finished in cognac casks. So you get a little bit of that cognac finish. Definitely adds a little bit more robustness, a little bit more spice, a little bit more complexity to the Crown Royale. I will say cheers. Take a sip. Mm. Oh, that is the perfect accoutrement to my Monte Cristo New York edition. Now, I will tell you that we will have today's special guests, in addition to Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, Lieutenant Gary, and I believe... We are going to also have, I think we're going to check in with the ladies auxiliary up in the pooch pit as well, but we'll also be joined by Bryant Knoll. He is the CEO and founder of Breckenridge Distillery, Ken Fleischman of Dry Fly Distillery. Super Snacks for Super Bowl continues. You're listening to the annual Super Snacks for the Super Bowl show. Download the complete menu now at CigarDave.com. walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. 
and rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper. The Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro, Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit royalgoldcigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. tomorrow denver or seattle whoever you're taking make sure you put out the proper spread this is cigar dave's super snacks for the super bowl and we should also say we've got super spirits for super bowl because we are representing spirits from each participant in the super bowl and first up i have in my hand a bottle of dry fly washington wheat whiskey i found this probably about six months ago it is a beautiful small batch uh, whiskey, and I said I have to simply have some representative from Dry Fly on the show, especially since I'm going to be consuming this great Dry Fly Washington whiskey. So it is my pleasure to welcome one of the co-founders and owners of Dry Fly Distillery, makers of the Washington Wheat Whiskey, as well as their Dry Fly Gin and their Dry Fly Vodka. We have Kent Fleischman. And Kent, I welcome you to the Cigar Dave Show. I'm sure everybody in Washington State is excited about the Hawks. You're not kidding. And uh, by the way, long ashes, General. Back at you. Now, I know you're about to get on a plane. Are you going to the Super Bowl tomorrow? Uh, man, I wish. I'm actually heading back home from a little uh, fun time in Seattle. All right. Fabulous. Well, let me, uh, uh, Kent, tell us about the history of dry fly distilling. I mean, your packaging is very unique. You're up in the Spokane area uh, near Idaho, just a beautiful part of the country. Little irreverent on the packaging, which I absolutely love. A lot of of text and verbiage, and I read every part of it, and it was very fascinating. But tell us about uh, how you and your partner, uh, uh, Don Poffenroth, got into uh, creating dry fly distilling. Well, sure. We're we're actually ex-marketing executives. We weren't really distillers by uh, by design originally. Uh, avid fly fishermen, and uh, we were actually inspired on the river by uh, some very very poor made uh, product. And uh, the idea came up that we could do better. I thought that was kind of a joke idea, but uh, next thing you know, we're doing a lot of research and figuring out a way to make whiskey and vodka and gin better. Well, I've got the Dry Fly Washington Wheat Whiskey in my hand, so I'm going to open that up. And as I do and pour it in here, uh, and it's got a beautiful, almost light amber caramel color to it, beautiful-looking whiskey. Why don't you tell us about this Dry Fly Washington Wheat Whiskey, which has won many awards? Absolutely. We are one of the uh, first to ever make uh, 100% uh, wheat whiskey. Uh, we wanted to do this in uh, Washington State, especially eastern Washington. It's all wheat fields out here. It's just gorgeous country, uh, great resources. We knew that we wanted to make a, a whiskey to sort of say thanks to Mother Nature. So uh, our whiskey is uh, uh, from a nice Madsen variety grown on a small farm uh, just about 30 miles from Washington State. It's distilled uh, at a 
specific proof level where then we uh, take it and uh, let it rest for uh, about two years in uh, 53-gallon new American oak barrels, and uh, that produces that delicious elixir you're about to try. Mm, I have to tell you, first of all, it's got a beautiful sweet aroma on the nose, and the taste, mm, it's a little softer than a bourbon whiskey, which I think is probably a result of that wheat, but it still has some very nice spice to it, very complex, and a little bit of warmth on the way down, but very smooth. Yeah, and it's one of those whiskeys that's going to hold up to all the tests that whiskey drinkers put it through. If you want to drop a water, if you want a bunch of rocks on it, you know, good cigar, good Manhattan, uh, that whiskey's going to hold up nice. Exactly. Now, tell us, how many years has it been since Dry Fly, since you began distilling? Sure. We're uh, actually one of the old guys now in the craft distilling world. We're uh, seven this coming May. Seven. So still relatively uh, young. And how, how long is the Washington wheat whiskey aged? Uh, we aged that about two years. And uh, we are, uh, that's going to transition. That's the stuff that's on the shelves now is about a two-year whiskey. We're going to start having a three-year whiskey uh, coming out very soon. We do make other whiskeys as well including bourbons and others that have aged a lot longer. But the wheat whiskey, we think, is really, really nice, uh, somewhere between two and three years old. And I want to get to your... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, a lot of people don't think that young whiskeys uh, can make it or that they have to be 12 years to be good. They don't. Uh, If you put the right stuff in the the barrels, it's going to come out uh, soon and delicious. Now, when you say right stuff, tell us what would define right stuff for us. Sure. Well, there's a long range of uh, distillate that comes out of your stills. You can't put it all in the barrel because then it takes forever to um, taste good. Otherwise, uh, you know, there's a lot of negative alcohols that are produced in distillation. So if you leave those in the barrels, it's going to take a lot longer for that to age for it to develop its character. But if you're very specific about what goes in those barrels that comes out of your still, it's a much shorter range of product. Uh, you're going to have a much nicer whiskey um, in, a, in a good amount of time. And whiskey does need time to develop, and uh, we only use, like I said, 53-gallon barrels. Those are big, giant barrels. Uh, some small distilleries choose to rush that process and maybe a 5- or 10-gallon barrel. You're not going to have whiskey as good because it doesn't have time to develop its soul. And I know you've got Bourbon 101, which I'll get to in a minute, but what was the first spirit that you distilled at Dry Fly? First beer we distilled is our vodka. That's still our largest selling item uh, all over. Uh, and then and then gin and then the wheat whiskey came um, a little while later. Now, we also produced at that time a single malt. And that single malt is a barley product that has now been aging uh, close to six years. And we'll release that probably about 10. That's, that's going to be really, really good. So you got about another three years to go on that. Yeah, on, on the uh, on the single malt. Absolutely. On the single malt, but correct. we have we have a handful out there. We've got our pork finished wheat whiskey, our bourbon. Uh, we have a whiskey from a grain called Triticale. Yeah, nobody's I saw made that. whiskey from this grain before. Well, the first time I saw it, I thought it was tropical because it looked like it was like a palm <laughs> tree. And then I had to read it; and it was Triticale. You're exactly right. What is a Triticale whiskey? Well, that is a hybrid grain developed in Scotland in the early 1900s that was brought over and grows naturally in Washington and will grow in harmony with um, wheat. It's a hybrid of rye and wheat. It's not a rye or a wheat. It's a single grain called triticale. And um, it's our version of a rye because this is a non-rye state. 
and we only use locally grown products. So the Trick Daily was a good solution to having our own rye on the market. It is fabulous. And I see you've got a barrel-aged uh, gin. You've got the port finish wheat whiskey, the cast strength wheat whiskey, and then the Tropic uh, Kaley, or tr- uh, Tri-Dicaley, uh whiskey as well. And you've also got the Bourbon 101, which I want to talk about. So clearly, in order to be called bourbon, it has to be at least 51% corn. And I would assume that's corn right from the state of Washington. Yeah, that's correct. We actually had to have our uh, corn grown for us um, because the corn that grows in Washington is more of a feed corn variety in most cases. So we've got a special uh, design of uh, corn that grows for us, and we have uh, 60% uh, in our in our uh, mash bill of uh, corn. 60%. And how, yep. how long is that aged? That's a minimum of three years. Three years. And I know that I, I've seen your products here in the uh, sunshine state of Florida, so you now have relatively uh, good national distribution. Uh, your website is dryflydistilling.com, but are you pretty much available in all 50 states now? Uh, you can find us just about everywhere. Excellent. What, and see, so vodka is still your number one selling spirit. What's after that? Um, then comes our wheat whiskey. The wheat whiskey. Excellent. So the wheat whiskey, which is what I have because I'm more of a bourbon uh, or whiskey type of person, a brown spirit uh, is my preference, and that's exactly why I picked it up. And, again, very smooth, goes beautifully with my Monte Cristo uh, New York edition. And your partner, uh, Don, said, General, you got to come up here and visit. And I said, I've got to be in in Las Vegas in mid-April for a broadcaster's convention. Maybe I'll hop a plane up there. I know you're not far from Coeur d'Alene, and I keep wanting to play that famous Coeur d'Alene golf course. Uh, yeah, you got to come up this way. It's beautiful country. Uh, all your listeners should get up this way eventually. It's, uh, it's a wonderful part of the U.S. Fabulous. Well, Ken, I appreciate you joining us. I'll tell you, when I come, I'll bring the cigars. You provide the whiskey and the uh, bourbon, and we'll have ourselves a fantastic alpha male time. All right, you, you, you got a deal, and hey, have a great day, and uh, good to talk to you. Yes, Kent, we appreciate it. That is Kent Fleischman. He is the uh, one of the co-owners and founders of Dry Fly Distilling up in Spokane, Washington, and I, lieutenants, am thoroughly enjoying this Dry Fly Washington wheat whiskey. It is absolutely magnificent. Let's go back up to the pooch pit in the Western New York Theater of Operations. Colonel Ange. Captain Paul, Lieutenant Gary, and we even have Exo Tim front and center. I almost wanted to say Mick the Brit, but Mick the Brit is back in the uh, European Theater of Operations. I know he is listening uh, live now as we are enjoying our super snacks for Super Bowl. And Colonel Ange, give us an update, please. We've been posting lots of pictures on Twitter, CigarDave.com, and on Facebook, and the delicacies look absolutely succulent. Thank you, General. Thank you. We've got coming off the grill our sliders. The Seahawks sliders are coming off and the Bronco burgers. That's what's up next, General. Uh, I also see that there is a special guest that has uh, entered the pooch pit, and that looks like a alpha snowman. That's right, General. And it was tough with, uh, with patrol dog Toby to make sure we didn't have a yellow snowman, but we did get one made. <laughs> and I see on one hand, he's got his Cigar Dave Officers Club pouch, and I can't make what the other one looks like. It's a cigar on the other, on the other branch. It's actually a chicken wing and oh, a chicken wing. hot dog. All right, there we go. It's a chicken wing. That is absolutely magnificent. All right, now talking about chicken wings. What's the first coming off the grill, by the way, Colonel Lynch? Uh, we got the Bronco burgers and the Seahawks sliders coming off now, General. All right, right, let's. Uh, we need to get a little taste test from some of the guests that are there. So if you would kindly ask them to take a bite so we can live vicariously through all of them and you up in the pooch pit. 
Okay, General, we're inside right now, and we're going to talk to uh, Lieutenant Pat, who just tried one of the Bronco burgers. All right, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Pat, yeah, how is phenomenal, it? phenomenal, uh, nice and juicy, uh, you know, oh, the spices, just unbelievable. I mean, this is, uh, is uh, five-star fare here. Now, Colonel Ange, I noticed that in the Bronco burger recipe that it is ground bison with jalapenos, hot sauce, and Fritos. You made your own hot sauce. Well, you had a hot. You started with Frank's hot sauce, but you added some other accoutrements to it to make it Colonel Ange custom tailored. Well, right, General. You know what we wanted was a Bronco burger. We wanted to have a kick and a crunch. So the kick, I got jalapenos, I got hot sauce, I've got all the usual suspects, and then to give it a crunch, I actually have some uh, Fritos, some corn chips that are right in the burger. All the dietitians are just beside themselves right now, Colonel Lange. Well, that's all we got to do is find one, General. You can tell. They're the skinny ones with the big, thick glasses. Beautiful. Now, now, I was going to say, you know, we could also have, in honor of New Jersey, we could also do a special burger called the Jimmy Hoffa Burger. And what you do is you take steak, fine quality steak, and then you chop it and grind it to mi basically very minuscule little morsels. You put it together, and then you bury it about six feet underground for a number of years to let the meat properly age. Then you pull it back up, you put it on the grill, and then you have your Jimmy Hoffa burgers. Problem with the Jimmy Hoffa burgers, General, nobody can ever find them. <laughs> That's exactly right. I couldn't resist. I mean, we all know that he's buried underneath the uh, somewhere in the Meadowlands. I mean, it was the old Giants Stadium, now MetLife Stadium. He's there somewhere. We just don't know where. That's right, General. And I'm not looking. I don't want to look. All right, so the Seahawks sliders, let's talk about those. Because no meat there, but state of Washington, they're known for their salmon. That's right. That's right. Well, General, I wanted to do genuine hawk, so I dressed up uh, PFC Giovanni as Foghorn Leghorn, put him in the yard for two days with a net. <laughs> that didn't give that didn't give us anything. So yeah, no, we used uh, you know Atlantic salmon. It's great. You can make a burger that's not made with meat. You can take salmon. General, you I know you eat a lot of salmon. Yep. It's great. You flake it up. You put it in with some uh, Italian breadcrumbs, uh, an egg, uh, some spices, and you grill them up. And they're coming off right now as well, General. Beautiful. The Seattle, well, we, I call them the Seattle, but the Seahawks sliders with buffalo blue cheese slaw right on there. And give us a little, now all the recipes are posted at CigarDave.com and uh, as well as Facebook, Lieutenant. So don't worry about copying anything down. They're all there for you. But uh, give us one little secret to making these Seahawks sliders with buffalo slaw. Well, you know, General, the, the, the secret is actually the slaw, right? You really want to have, because, again, you, you take these things, you put them on the grill, they can have a tendency to get a little bit of dry. So what makes them give it a nice little crunch is get some, uh, make, make your usual coleslaw, but don't use any mayonnaise, use a little cider vinegar, and use genuine blue cheese dressing. Put that on your roll, and that gives you a great crunch. It's delicious. You'll still get the great flavor. It won't be dry. You get a wonderful taste of blue cheese and a nice crunch at the end. Beautiful. It is Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, Lieutenant Gary XO Tim up in the pooch pit in the very balmy 32-degree Buffalo Theater of Operations. It is Super Snacks for Super Bowl. Join us at 877-DAVE-007. game tomorrow? Share the photos of your spread with us via Twitter at Cigar Dave Show or Facebook slash Cigar Dave.
And now a few words with Rocky Patel about the private seller. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. And for years, I've been saving special fillers and binders to make a personal blend that I absolutely love and enjoy. And everyone's been asking me for this cigar, but we've never had enough of the tobaccos. Finally, I've gathered enough great tobaccos to release something from my personal humidor. It's called the Rocky Patel Private Cellar. We spent years developing and perfecting the cigar. It's got gorgeous earthy flavors, beautiful, dark, oily, broadleaf wrapper, and some of the greatest fillers from Esteli and Condega in Nicaragua. This medium to full body cigar is rich, it's decadent, and it fills your palate with tons of flavor. I promise you, you're gonna love this cigar. Look for the private cellar so I can share some of my favorites with you. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. I cannot tell you how many times lieutenants come up to me and say, General, I wish I could enjoy the same great cigars you get to sample before everyone else. Well, good news. For the last nine years, you've been able to do that. If you've joined my Cigar Dave's Officers Club every month, you will receive three cigars direct to your door shipped in a fantastic Officers Club custom Ziploc cigar pouch. Membership is $22.95 per month. There's no long-term contracts. You're not satisfied? You can cancel whenever you want. It makes a great gift for birthdays, holidays. In fact, I suggest you take an Officers Club membership and spoil yourself. Sample the gamut from mild to full, natural to Maduro, robusto to perfecto. The Cigar Dave's Officers Club has great cigars delivered to you every single month. Join today at CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club and enjoy great cigars. Perfect big game party for the alpha male. It's Super Snacks for the Super Bowl. All right, we'll rejoin Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, Lieutenant Gary, and Exo Tim in the Pooch Pit in just a few moments. And if you care to join us, 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. Don't forget, follow me at Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, or Facebook, Cigar Dave. And you will follow along and see all the pictures of the delicacies coming off the pooch pit, our spirits, our cigar, everything to follow along. Now, big announcement earlier this week on Thursday, one of the absolute unabashed evil enemies of pleasure who has occupied a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives for 40 years announced that he is retiring. And I'm speaking about taxocrat and supreme enemy of pleasure, Henry Waxman of the People's Republic of California. He is absolutely one of the most liberal, the most, uh, the biggest enemies that we face. And he is one of the leading proponents of the FDA regulating cigars. And he has decided that he knows the Republicans are going to maintain the House. So it is time for him at age 74 to go bye bye. And here's his quote, 40 years have gone by very quickly. I have a great deal of satisfaction in our legislative accomplishments. Let's see, I don't think his 40 years have gone by very quickly. It's been torturous and lengthy and painful. 
for all of us that believe in freedom and our right to enjoy adult libations or cigars or whatever we care to enjoy that is legal in this country. And he says he's got a great deal of satisfaction in his legislative accomplishments. What, increasing the size of government? Having government reach into your personal life? Taxing you? Making your life more difficult to run if you're a business owner? No, I say adios, to quote the great uh, governor of Texas, adios, mofo. Henry Waxman, bye bye Hope we never hear from him again. Let's go to uh, Scott up in Detroit very quickly. Scott, you are front and center with the general. Long ashes, general. Back at you. you. Fantastic. Hey, with all the nastiness and cold weather we've had up here in northern Michigan, I was just wondering if you can give us any advice as to what we can do to help keep our humidors a little bit more humid to protect those uh, famous sticks that we've purchased. Well, you got to make sure you maintain the temperature right around 68 to 70. Now, do you have a basement, uh, Scott? Yes. What's the temperature in your basement? About 65 degrees? Roughly, yes. That's fine. Get it down there, but you're going to have to um, uh, uh, pump up the humidity. So if you have a cigar oasis, you just increase the relative humidity to about 70, and it'll automatically adjust for you. Because when it's, it's 65 degrees, you got to get that humidity up to give you a relative humidity of 70. So if the temperature is 65 and you up the humidity to about 73, 74, that should be just fine, and you will find that uh, the cigars will be properly conditioned, properly humidified, and they will age correctly. You just don't want those big temperature shifts, and that's why if you live up north and you have a basement, the basement is the perfect year-round place to keep your cigars because the temperature stays pretty consistent. Even in the summer, it's much cooler than the rest of the house. Okay. So that should work for you. Scott, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to send you out the January Officers Club selection of La Gloria Cubana Siriar Estelis. I know you'll enjoy them, and I know you'll properly humidify and protect those sticks. Well, great. Thanks, General, the General of Generosity. Yes, sir. My pleasure. Let's say hello to uh, Colonel Ange and the rest of the crew up in the Pooch Pit, the Western New York Theater of Operations. Colonel Ange, I am looking right now. I think the temperature is now increased to a whole 33 degrees, so I'm sure the ladies have their bikinis on, and they are properly uh, getting sun to get a nice buffalo midwinter tan. They're all laying outside next to the snowman, General. Beautiful. I'm sure the cabana boy. Who's the cabana boy? Is uh, XO Tim serving his cabana boy? Yeah, he's actually on the grill. I think we're going to have to have somebody else serve his cabana boy this year. Yeah, I'd make. Uh, I'd say Mick could have that job, but I'm I'm worried because you never know what's going to happen with Mick. Mick can't keep his hands off the cabana, General. That's exa- That's not the only thing. All right, uh, Colonel. Yeah, Ange, I know. Uh, so far, tell us. Uh, Given an update, we have the Bronco burgers that have come off the Seahawks sliders with buffalo blue cheese slaw. Next. I believe, are the mile-high thighs. Mile-high thighs, General. We had to have something for the mile-high city. And uh, what those were is we took, I took uh, chicken thighs and actually brined them in Coors Light. Then we rubbed them and smoked them, and then we dipped them halfway through in a barbecue sauce that also contains Coors Light. And they're off the grill now, and they're on the table and ready to be consumed. Now, uh, Private G is not the age of 21, the legal drinking age. Uh, is he precluded from enjoying these mile-high thighs? Yeah, you know what? I don't think he'd uh, have one anyway, General. He's uh, got he's down on his sixth or seventh sailing right now. So uh, uh, I smart man. Good. Smart. Well, he could yeah. always marinate those in the in the Coors as well. Well, we're trying to keep him away from the uh, liquor-flavored whipped cream that uh, Lieutenant Gary brought. All right, and very quickly, in 20 seconds, the importance of brining the mile-high thighs or the wings overnight. 
Well, General, we want to make sure that there's enough moisture in them so that when they're cooked on the grill or put in the smoker that they don't dry out. And that's why we brine. The moisture goes into the bird, and then it stays with it through the whole cooking process. Well, we still have some buffalo barbecue wings, dark roast ribs, buffalo baby backs, of course, the Salins and some of the lovely accoutrements and additions that the Ladies Auxiliary of the Cigar Army and the Western New York Theater of Operations have concocted. Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, we've got XO Tim, Lieutenant Gary up in the Buffalo Theater of Operations. Super snacks for Super Bowl, much more coming your way around the corner, Lieutenants. I'll also give you my take on what happened in Atlanta, the lack of leadership. With the Atlanta governor, Atlanta mayor, it reeks of betaness. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show is next. This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, I am exactly 923 nautical miles south of the Pooch Pit, the Western New York Theater of Operations, where Super Snacks or Super Bowl grilling maneuvers are taking place. And I can tell you that I can magically smell the aroma of the... Massive number of grills that are in operation cooking up the Bronco Burgers, the Seattle Seahawks Sliders, the Mile High Thighs, the Buffalo Barbecue Wings, the Dark Roast Ribs, the Buffalo Baby Backs, and in fact, I just got tweeted, I got emailed a picture of those ribs, and my mouth is drooling, I am foaming. Ah, the aroma, the taste. To bite into one of those quality meat products, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through the entire hour without getting on Cigar Me One and heading up north. Long-ass greetings and salutations. A long-ass super snacks for Super Bowl weekend. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male. Front and center. Hour number two. Humidor 1A here in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. If you care to join us, the Nationwide Cigar Pleasure and Alpha Male lines are now open at 877-DAVE-007. That is 877-328-3007. Email address CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Follow me at Twitter at CigarDaveShow. Facebook.com slash CigarDave to follow us and like us on Facebook. Earlier this week, there were two big events that I tweeted about uh, relentlessly. First up was the... Giant snowstorm. It wasn't that big of a snowstorm if you're up in Chicago or Buffalo or Detroit or or any part in the Midwest or Northeast that's used to getting snow. But in the South, two inches, two and a half inches of snow and ice is a major, major ordeal. And this Tuesday, the lack of leadership by Georgia Governor Nathan Deal, who is a Republican, and the Atlanta mayor, who is a taxocrat, Kasim Reed or Kasim Reed was overwhelming 
no leadership, no decisiveness, no action plan. They had no clue. It reeked of beta male syndrome. And I tweeted constantly about it. When I watched the press conferences, what amazed me was that these two clowns had no idea. And then they start blaming the forecasters. Well, the forecast wasn't really right. The governor said, well, they, they weren't exactly accurate. Baloney, they were dead nuts on. And then the Atlanta mayor says, well, it's not my fault. I don't take care of the roads outside of, you know, the highways outside of Atlanta. Don't blame me. Both the mayor of Atlanta and the governor of Georgia, who, by the way, resides in Atlanta in Buckhead on West Paces Ferry Road. The state capital of Georgia is Atlanta. So they're very much intertwined. Both men had no clue. Their problem was that they were both attending a uh, a luncheon at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel to honor the Atlanta mayor for being Georgian of the Year. Apparently, that takes precedence over watching the weather, which turned out to be a disaster for the city of Atlanta and the metropolitan region of Atlanta. And it absolutely amazed me watching, first of all, the governor sit up and say, well, we, we really didn't know it was going to be that bad. And then he came out and admitted, after not taking the blame, he then, on Wednesday and Thursday, said, well, I'm responsible, I take the blame, I didn't watch the weather forecast. Well, guess what? What does that tell you about our elected officials? That they don't even know what's going on in current events? Do they not watch the news? Do they not have internet access? Do they not have a state uh, emergency coordinator like every state does to say, hey, governor, you may want to take a look at this. And nobody should have to tell an elected governor of a state in the United States to look at the news and watch the forecast. It was on all the Atlanta TV stations, radio stations. It was in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The Weather Channel had it. Everybody had it. And then the Atlanta mayor, to sit up there and say, well, we went through this in 2011. We've got 30 spreaders. You could have 110,000 spreaders, but if you have traffic back, backed up bumper to bumper on every road and the spreaders can't get on the roads, it's not going to do you any good. The Atlanta mayor goes on CNN. And to show you what a schmuck this guy is and how out of touch. And by the way, his real first name is Mohammed. It's Mohammed Kasim Reed. I don't know why he doesn't use Muhammad. That's his name. But he goes by his middle name and last name, Kasim Reed. Doesn't go by Muhammad. But we'll call him Muhammad Kasim Reed because that's his real name. It amazes me that he sits in an interview with Carol Costello of CNN and said, I don't know what the fuss is. It only took me 20 minutes to get here. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy is incredibly out of touch. Only took him 20 minutes? Gee, could it be perhaps that you're the mayor, that you had probably multiple police escorts, that I will guarantee you whatever roads you are going to take to get to CNN, that the depart, uh, city uh, uh, streets and sanitation department or roads department, whatever handle, what department handles the uh, plowing or the spreading of the salt, want to bet that they made sure those roads were clear? But all this guy had to do was look at the news to see what a disaster it was on I-85, I-75, I-10, unbelievable. And to sit there and say, not my fault, like they didn't know. No excuse. The one thing I always say about any elected official, whether it's a governor, mayor, the village uh, 
the village uh, 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 mayor, whatever the case is. You are paid for times of crisis. Now, do we want people that are going to run the government efficiently? Yes. That are going to manage things under the public's uh, tax dollars, proper stewardship? Absolutely. That are going to make sure that the roads are, are clean, that the, the trash is picked up, the potholes are filled? You better believe it. I, I know I had a conversation with the mayor of uh, the Cigar City of Tampa, Bob Buckhorn, uh, about a year ago at the Tampa Cigar Festival. And he said, General, whether you're Republican or Democrat, party doesn't make a difference to make sure that the potholes are filled, that the, uh, the, the city's clean, and that the trash gets picked up. And he's absolutely right. And that's what we expect. But we also expect when that the times get a little tough, whether there's a hurricane, there's a tropical storm, there's an ice storm, a snowstorm, a disaster, a, a terrorist attack, we expect that our elected officials are alpha enough to run the show and be in command and in charge of the situation. They were neither in command, they were neither in charge, and they were neither informed. They were wussified beta males. Governor Nathan Deal, when I watched him again, a Republican, all I kept doing was shaking my head, saying, this is absolutely pathetic. And to not stand up and have a set of ads and say, I screwed up from the get-go. It's inexcusable, unacceptable, and he should resign. And the mayor of Atlanta to do the same thing and say, well, don't blame me. Who should we blame? Who should we blame? You're the chief executive officer of the city. You are to blame. Both should have done what they do in Japan. They resign. And then usually after they resign, they whack themselves. I'm not calling for that. But I'm just saying they both should have resigned. They should have said, we absolutely screwed up and resigned. And I had a number of tweets. Number of tweets. And I said one of them was to Mayor Kasim Reed and at Governor Deal, your only option is to call in an alpha male to lead. I'm standing by and will solve your problems pronto. In fact, if they called, I would have volunteered my services gratis. Wouldn't charge them anything. Wouldn't even have taken a meal from those clowns. And as I said, Miss Daisy would do a better job than the two clowns, quote, unquote, not running the show in Atlanta and Georgia. And I also had another tweet where Kasim Reed said at his press conference, I'm not in charge of schools. I'm not in charge of roads. I went on to say he is in charge, however, of incompetence. And what a lame excuse. Well, I'm not in charge of the schools. Really? No, you are, because they're city schools. And what this shows, glaringly, is that many of our elected officials are wussified betas that don't have the slightest inclination as to what is going on in the world. They're isolated, they're uninformed, and I will tell you that when I was in second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, all the way to high school, in either history or social studies class, I always had a teacher for the first 10 minutes of the class. We talked about current events. What's going on? And maybe we should send the Atlanta mayor and the governor of Georgia to remedial current events classes and training, where maybe every morning when they get up after breakfast, they should sit in their in their uh, dining room, and they should go over. They should hire an Atlanta or a Georgia teacher to come in and say, okay, now, Governor and Mayor, let's talk about current events. Let's talk about the weather. There's a snowstorm coming. What do you think you should do? It is almost pathetic that we have to talk in those terms. So Georgia Governor Nathan Deal and Atlanta Mayor Mohammed Kasim Reed 
you are both the winners of the Cigar Dave Wussified Beta Male of the Week Award. Helping you throw the perfect party for the big game. Download the Super Snacks for the Super Bowl menu now at CigarDave.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Listen up, all you cigar lieutenants. We've got your next set of marching orders. While it seems like everyone is busy trying to wussify America, there are still some who value the premium cigar good life. Head over to CigarMaestro.com, where you can learn directly from some of the most knowledgeable cigar experts in the world. The Grupo de los Maestros, the makers of great brands including Monte Cristo, Romeo E. Giulietta, H. Upman, and many others. When you understand the hard work and skill that goes into crafting every hand-rolled cigar, you'll appreciate every new smoke even more. Finish the training and then pass the test to earn a true symbol of alpha male cigar knowledge, the Certificado de los Maestros. You already love premium cigars, but now you can take that appreciation to the next level. Visit CigarMaestro.com today. CigarMaestro.com is an exclusive premium cigar educational website for adults age 21 and up. Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. If you love modern full-bodied cigars, you must try the new Nicaraguan Puro from Romeo E. Giulietta. It's called RYJ, and it has critics raving. What makes it so special? Nicaraguan magic. Nicaragua is a mystical land with a magical climate for cultivating tobacco. The tropical sun filtered by billowy clouds, the soft rain, the diverse soils, all combine to produce tobaccos unmatched for strength and flavor. Handmade by skilled artisans, RYJ features a rare Nicaraguan Corojo Jalapa wrapper, available only to the makers of RYJ, a unique double binder of Nicaraguan Jalapa and Esteli tobaccos, and a savory blend of select Nicaraguan fillers and body and complexity, spicy and intense. These leaves are unequaled for both deep, rich flavor and subtle nuances. Taste the magic today with RYJ, the bold new Nicaraguan Puro by Romeo E. Giulietta. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. just watch football. He must have the proper cigar, libation, and spread. Oh. It's Cigar Dave's Super Snacks for the Super Bowl. 
It's all about the spread. And, of course, the dips on Super Bowl weekend. Welcome back. Hour number two, Lieutenants of the Cigar Dave Show continues. In just a few minutes, we'll be joined by the founder and the CEO of Breckenridge Distillery in Breckenridge, Colorado, or as they say, Colorado, in the great state of Colorado. Brian Olt, he'll be joining us. We'll be talking about the Breckenridge Distillery and the bourbon whiskey that I will join in just a bit. But let's go back up to the Pooch Pit and the Western New York Theater of Operations. Colonel Ange, my understanding is that the Buffalo Barbecue Wings are about ready to come off. They will be served next, correct? That's right, General. General, real quick, I got a quick question for you. Yes. What do you call 53 millionaires gathered around a TV watching the Super Bowl? 53, was that 53 millionaires gathered around the TV watching the Super Bowl? I do not know. That's correct. The Buffalo Bills. Ah, that's very good. Excellent. Okay, General. That's Thank very you. good. Hey, listen, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know how long the tunnel is, but there is light. It could be 20 years. I don't know. But we'll see. I don't, what... have, that kind of, I, I don't have that kind of time, General. Yes, the uh, wings, wings are off and on the table and served, General, and uh, we're about ready to uh, start uh, serving up the uh, ribs. Colonel Ange, what is the secret to your award-winning barbecue buffalo wings? General, again, it's the process. Really, it's the process. You need to brine them ahead of time, give them a day in the brine, then give them a, then take them out of the brine, you put them on a rack, you, you hit them with the rub, and then let them stay an entire day in the refrigerator uncovered so that skin dries. It's great. The rub goes right into it, and then grill them. General, now, if you do it that way, they'll stay moist. They'll stay great. Now, I noticed that you massage the wings after they're brined. My question is, do then the wings give you a happy ending when they're on the grill? General, when you get to be my age, you take it any way you can get it. Now, let me ask you this. I'm sure your wings are great. Uh, how you. many wings have you made today in the Pooch Pit? Oh, I'm going to say, General, maybe around 30 or 40. Yeah, that's, know, that's, that's pretty lame, Colonel Lange. Let me tell you why. General, they're appetizers. No, 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 no. Colonel, Colonel Lange, Colonel ah. Lange. Let, let me tell you yes. about yesterday's Wing Bowl in Philadelphia. Okay. Are you aware of Wing Bowl 22 that occurred yesterday morning in Philadelphia? General, any wings that are made outside of Buffalo, I tend to disregard. But go ahead. No, I'm not. All right. It was in the Wells Fargo Center. 18,000 screaming fans in the Wells Fargo Center for the 22nd annual Wings Bowl, which is put on by WIP Radio in Philly. It's a combination of a rock concert and Vegas buffet. And uh, celebrities from Philly and the world of competitive eating gathered yesterday to take uh, part. And there was a very big upset in the world of of competitive eating yesterday. Now, the reason I say 30 wings, 30 to 40 wings, would not be enough. Because Molly Schuyler won the 22nd annual Wing Bowl yesterday. She's a 125-pound mother of four. She defeated all her opponents, including Philadelphia Eagles center Jason Kels. He could only eat 65 wings in, uh, in, in the first round. Now, there's two rounds. There is a, I believe, a two 14-minute rounds, and then there is a final two-minute round. So 14, 14, and two. He couldn't make it after the first 14-minute round. He was done. Now, would you care to guess what Molly Schuyler, that 125-pound mother and four, uh, mother four from, of all places, Omaha, Nebraska, how many wings she ate in that 30-minute period? 
Uh, by the pound, I'm going to guess. No, 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 no. How many wings? How many wings? Oh, I need a number. Jesus. I need a number. Uh, I'm gonna, They're good size right, wings. I'll, 120 wings. <laughs> That's funny, Colonel Ange. 120. Keep going. Uh, you know, General, it all depends on the size. She wouldn't need 120 of my wings. Uh, How about 240? Well, the winning number was 300 oh, and 63 wings. And when asked about winning, here's what she said. Women can eat, too. I would say women can absolutely eat. At least she could. This woman is thin. It was incredible. 363 wings. We have posted the video, and I will tell you, we should post a warning that if you have are going to watch on a full stomach, you may want to consider waiting until your food is fully digested because I got nauseous watching this last night. Uh, I watched a part of it, and it was sloppy. Let me put it this way. Captain Paul... And Colvin Cleaners would be very happy to get all the remnants of the dirty clothes from yesterday's wing bowl. There was sauce slobbered everywhere. Face, arms, hands, legs, shirt, pants, all over the place. No bibs were worn. 363 rings is a new record. The old record was set two years ago by Takeru Kobayashi. 337. Oh, By these, you know, check this out. In the first 14 minute round, she consumed 186 wings. By the second 14 minute round, she was up to 334. She knocked down the rest in record uh, speed, two minutes to claim the prize. Gets $22,000. That is absolutely incredible. And so, That's Colonel Ange, all I can say is I'd like to see if. Uh, 363 wings could be consumed by everyone at the pooch pit right now. I doubt it. Uh, General Molly's never coming to my Super Bowl party. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, exactly. I don't have that kind of time. Yeah, Molly, it, stay in Philly. And here's what's amazing: the people that win this competitive, these competitive eating contests, they're not the big guys. They're always the small ones, like that uh, Joey Chestnut, Black Widow. Black Widow, Joey Chestnut. Uh, here's this Molly Schuyler, uh, uh, Kobayashi. They're all small and lean. I don't know where they put it all. You know what, General? It's got to go out as soon as fast as it goes. Yeah, I was going to say what goes in must come out. Now, this morning's Wall Street Journal, big article entitled Recipe for the World's Best Buffalo Wings. Head to the barrooms of upstate New York for the real deal or make this award-winning chicken wing recipe at home. It's by Joshua David Stein, and specifically he talks about a brand-new documentary made by 37-year-old Matthew Reynolds who was an AP uh, reporter in Bratislava, Slovakia, originally from Buffalo. It's called The Great Chicken Wing Hunt. It's now available on iTunes and on Hulu. And I'll talk more about it later on, Colonel Ange, because it's very interesting. He believes the best recipe is not at the Anchor Bar or Duff's, but one of his own. And I'll tell you about that in just a little bit later. But I would say, Colonel Ange, you would get the gold medal from me because your wings are absolutely magnificent. So we have much more coming from the Pooch Pit. We'll be joined by Brian Nolt. He is the founder and chief executive officer of Breckenridge Distilling. We are celebrating super snacks for Super Bowl delicacies, libations, cigars, dames, a cornucopia of pleasure. You're listening to the annual Super Snacks for the Super Bowl show. Download the complete menu now at CigarDave.com. Hi. 
Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Put out the proper spread. Mm. This is Cigar Dave's Super Snacks for the Super Bowl. And we are getting ready for the big game tomorrow. Of course, you got to have your cigars, your libations, your delicacies. And in just a few minutes, we'll be joined by the founder and CEO of Breckenridge Distillery, the creator of the Breckenridge bourbon that I have in my hand that I cannot wait to get to. And I'll tell you in just a few minutes how I discovered this uh, beautiful and absolutely delectable spirit. But first, let's go back up to Colonel Ange, uh, Captain Paul, XO Tim, Lieutenant Gary up in the Pooch Pit, the Western New York Theater of Operations. Colonel Ange, I was telling you about the Wa- uh, Wall Street Journal article in this morning's uh, Wall Street Journal entitled Recipe for the World's Best Buffalo Wings. Now, Granted, you do have the best wings by far, so we'll just call that what it is. Thank you, General. However, this uh, uh, documentary that uh, this article is about is entitled The Great Chicken Wing Hunt. It's now available on Hulu and on iTunes, and there's screenings across the country. Over 16 days, Matthew Reynolds and his team made 72 stops drove 2,627 miles. They tried 270 types of wings. They had wings for breakfast, wings for lunch, wings for dinner, and wings for snacks. And uh, along the way, they tasted, they found a whole bunch of uh, great places to go have wings. And this documentary is all about Matthew Reynolds, who is a former AP reporter, who is a Buffalo native, his love of Buffalo wings. So I cannot wait to uh, catch this, and it's very interesting because the author of the article in the Wall Street Journal was told to go to a couple of different places. And one of the places that he went was, let me see, I want to get the exact name here. It was uh, Leggett's Abigail's in Waterloo, New York, and the chef is a former security guard by the name of Marshall Grady. He is a wing savant, inventor of more than 100 sauces, and... One of them is called his Blue Bayou, B-L-E-U. And this is what he did. He mixed the celery and the blue cheese directly into the buffalo sauce, and then he fried up the rings, put the sauce together, 
and he created this masterpiece that uh, apparently was named uh, one of the top chicken wing recipes and sauces in the world. So I think you may have to try that, Colonel Ange, chopping everything General, up, putting it all together. He, or have you done that? He's he's behind the curve. I've he's done that the, already. I should have yeah, known, yeah, Colonel Ange. I should have known already. General, we didn't put it on the wings, but if you remember what we did when I made the uh, flying salins, I did exactly that. Took the celery, the blue cheese, and put wing sauce in it and made it as a condiment for the flying salins. I do remember that. I do remember that. And there's something so about having the, the you know the cheese, the nice cheese crumbles with the sauce right on the wing. You know, you don't have to dip. You don't have to waste any time. You just go right to the mouth. Yep, General, we've done it here before. We didn't do it with wings. We did it with the hot dog. So I guess he's ahead of the curve on the wing thing. But, you know, we're, <laughs> we've done it here before. Now, one of the things that I saw in the preview that, uh, that Matthew Reynolds, the man behind the documentary, The Great Chicken Wing Hunt, I had to say, he said, the cardinal principle of wing making is achieving the proper balance between the tenderness of the meat and the crispiness of the skin. And I would also add the succulence of the sauce. I agree. In fact, that's that's why when we grill it, when I grill them, that we do the brining process. Because if you don't do that, you don't dry out that skin. You're not going to get you're not going to get something that's juicy and crispy on the outside. It's very important to do that. And if you're dunking it in hot oil and just frying them like they usually do, General, then you really have to take care to get them right. All right, we're going to talk about the last two uh, items that are going to come off in just a few minutes. You've got the dark roast ribs, which are ribs actually brined in Starbucks dark roast coffee and the buffalo baby back ribs. And then I want to hear from the ladies' auxiliary because I know they created some lovely uh, side delicacies as well. But first, it is my pleasure to welcome to the Cigar Dave Show the founder and CEO of Breckenridge Distilling, Brian Nolt. A welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, Brian, and I have in my hands a bottle of your magnificent Breckenridge bourbon whiskey, and I cannot wait to have a sample while we discuss this. Well, thank you, General. Long ashes to you, my friend. Now, Brian, uh, you've got an interesting background because you are not a distiller by by trade. Your real profession, I guess your real profession also is being the owner and CEO of a distillery, but your first profession, I should say, is you're a physician and you're a radiologist. That's right. It's been a lot of years. Now, how did you go from uh, reading x-rays and mammograms to distilling bourbon and vodka? <laughs> you know, it came out of a love of whiskey. I've always been very passionate about it. And uh, one time after a two-week trip to Scotland, I got the bug. You know, it just got planted, and I tried to figure out if I could pull it off. Now, let me ask you this question. History. What do you prefer, medicine or distilling? <laughs> You just answered the question. I guess with Obamacare now, it's not as much fun practicing medicine. <laughs> medicine is getting a lot more difficult, let's put it that yes. way. Well, well, I would say my father, uh, cigar father, is the Surgeon General of the Cigar Army. He's also a surgeon, so uh, I know exactly, and I'm sure many physicians are in the uh, field the same way with uh, all the government intrusion. But let's talk about... Your founding of Breckenridge Distillery. So it all began because you had a love of whiskey and you went to Scotland. That's right. Yep. Short version, uh, like most good things, it involved fishing as well. I was fishing uh, Mohawk Lakes up above Breckenridge Distillery one day with a buddy of mine who's in the ER dock in Vail, Colorado. And uh, he was talking about ways to get out of medicine, and I was talking about whiskey. And uh, the light just sort of went off after a full day of fishing and, and a bottle of wine. Ding, ding, ding. That was it. That did it. Well, let me tell you how I first uh, uh, came upon 
the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey. I was in Atlanta last October, and I was staying at the Intercontin- uh, Intercontinental Hotel in Buckhead, and they have yep. a bar. They redid their bar area. It's now called Bourbon Bar. And they yeah, specialize in, oh, hundreds of different bourbons. And uh, and uh, I I happened to be there for a couple of nights and wanted to uh, uh, go down the first night and struck up a conversation with the bartender who knew who I was, and I gave him some cigars, and we chit-chatted. And I came back the next day, and he said, General, we've got a bourbon that just came in that I've been waiting for, and I'm going to give you a glass on the house. It's on me. you got to try this. I know you're going to love it. I said, what is it? He wouldn't tell me what it was. So I, he did exactly what I'm going to do right now. He, he hid the bottle, so he wouldn't show me what it was. But I just noticed that the bottle had a kind of a, a unique pre-prohibition type of look. And he poured it. And the first thing I noticed was a very nice brownish uh, caramel color. It has a wonderful nose. It had a wonderful nose. still does because I'm enjoying it now. And I took a sip, and I'm like, this is magnificent. What is it? And he pulled the bottle out, and I said, that is absolutely spectacular. Then, of course, I went online, and it says it's a special release of handcrafted bourbon whiskey made at 9,600 feet with snow melt from the Rocky Mountains. So I am drinking liquefied snow. <laughs> you are. Absolutely. Now, tell me what makes this bourbon so unique in, in your process. Yep couple things about it are unique. The first is uh, anytime you drink a spirit, the majority of what's in that bottle is water. So um, <clears throat> for our bourbon at 86 proof, it's over half. So over half of that bottle is your proofing water. And it's sort of like having a plate of food. You have half the plate to work with. A lot of times you're going to find spirits dealing with a municipal water source that's not good, so they strip it down. And you're really not using that part of the plate. So we have, uh, you know, the snow uh, just comes and comes and comes. We've got like about 40 inches over the last <laughs> three days up here. And it melts. It comes down the Blue River, picks up a lot of minerality. And um, there's a lot of deliciousness in there. Lots of minerals that are like, it's like putting salt on food. It's all those things you would love on your palate, and we put that in a bottle. So that makes a big difference. And second with the bourbon is we use something a little unique, and that's we use a lot of rye. I love rye whiskey, so we went with a very high rye bourbon, about 38%, and that's as high as you can really push it. It is, but it doesn't have that really sharp ryeness. It's still very smooth. It's very balanced, yep. And what else beside rye do you have in here? In the mash. So uh, we have 54% yellow corn, about 38% rye, and then the rest is barley. So you could theoretically call this a bourbon. Absolutely, yeah. You just have to be over 51% right. bourbon. It's got to be made in the U.S., and you have to age it in new oak barrels. And so you use 100% new American oak, and use the 53-gallon uh, barrels, I noticed. We do, yeah. We use the big ones. We get them uh, from a great cooperage out of Lebanon, Missouri. And uh, this is aged, what, two to three years? You know, we uh, on the bottle, I just say that it's aged at least two years. Um, but in, in actuality, it's a blend of different ages. The youngest thing that's going to be in there at any time is about three years old. And some of our older stuff now is getting up to be around six years. So we try to keep it consistent and mingle the barrels appropriately to, you know, just keep a lovely, consistent product. And this was one of only three gold medals awarded at the 2011 International Wine and Spirits Competition in the U.K., so, theoretically, uh, one of the top three bourbons in the world. 
Yep, yeah, that competition, uh, that was the first year we released it, into 2010. We put it, we went big. We went for the big one. Uh, that's the probably the most prestigious, oldest wine and spirits competition. They gave out three golds that year in our category. We got one. And since then, it's just continued to rip it up. It won bourbon of the year last year. Gold medal pretty much everywhere you can put a spirit in. So, And what year, uh, what year did you start distilling? Uh, end of 2007. So relatively uh, recently, I mean, we're talking, uh, you know, oh, yeah. not, not that long at all. And so now, obviously, bourbon has to age two years. So the first spirit uh, you made was the Breckenridge Vodka. Correct, yep. And that uses 100% Midwest sweet corn. So that's a corn-based yep. vodka. All corn, yep. And, and would I, it, it, how does the corn vodka differ from, say, a uh, potato vodka or... Or uh, something else that we would, you know, a gray goose. How, how, what would the taste differences yep. be? Yeah, absolutely. So you have to pick your starch. You can use uh, wheat, rye, potato, corn, just about anything that has a starch source. Um, they're all a little bit unique, but corn is my favorite. And the reason is because it has got its own mouthfeel and natural sweetness that, uh, in my opinion, makes the best vodkas. And it turns out that that one marries best with our very mineral uh you know high mineral content water up here and when the two things come together it almost has a ginny aroma you know and flavor to it you'll get things like a little bit of berry a little bit of floral some citrus things you wouldn't expect in just a boring kind of neutral vodka so it's it was the absolute perfect marriage and we tried you know we've made vodka out of everything from grapes to you name it we can make vodka out of it in half that one marries best with our water, and something magic happens. And the bottle is magnificent. It's got this bluish-gray tint to it, uh, beautiful design on it. And the uh, same thing with the Breckenridge bourbon uh, whiskey. They're both different styles, but very, very elegant. And you also make something called the Breckenridge bitters. Yeah, the bitters liqueur. It's uh, Americans don't drink a lot of aperitifs and digestives and things like that, at least traditionally. But we're kind of we're waking up. We're coming around to it, the bartenders and mixology movement is way into this kind of stuff and uh, jordan our master distiller and i just happen to love these kind of products so we went back to a really an ancient recipe from trin italy and uh, made a trin style bitters uh, it's uh it's bitter it's sweet it's bitter orange bigger herbaceous notes um and it's really caught on in fact um just in new york this um, past year it won best liqueur in the world so and, and that thing is also pretty awesome and, uh, uh, Brian, do you have distribu- a distribution now throughout most of the United States? Yeah, we're in 40 states. So that's pretty good. So most of the larger yeah, states, yeah. I would assume. And I know you've got a downtown tasting room in Breckenridge uh, right on Main Street. And uh, uh, you actually provide complimentary tastings while people show up. We do. That's, that's our style. You know, we make it easy. Show up, come in, get a tour, get a tasting. So we do tours and tastings at the distillery. It's on the north side of town here in Breckenridge. And then we also have a spot down on Main Street, just a little bar you can pop in and have a sample, buy a bottle if you like it. Well, it is magnificent. And uh, any plans for some additionally uh, aged whiskeys or bourbons? Absolutely. So the three products you mentioned um, are distributed fairly widely, but we make about 25 to 30 products. We do a lot of seasonal stuff with uh, Western Slope Fruit, we do brandies and eau de vies. We have a rum and a spice rum. That Those, those are some of our very best products. Um, but we're holding back on you because we have a malt whiskey that uh, 
will just knock your socks off. It's not quite ready. Uh, we could release it now, and it would blow you away, but I'm hanging on to it. Now, now so I, I, I noticed perfect. on your website that you actually can ship. Can you ship to state? Uh, I thought there was some sort of limitation on shipping uh, distilled yeah, spirits. Shipping rules, yeah, shipping rules are really difficult to navigate on a state-by-state basis, and it's pretty hard to do. There are some states that will allow you to ship to, but they're very few right now. It's a big gray zone area, so you know you got the legal team working on it, and uh, stay posted on that one. Yeah, they should really make it like they do with wine, where it's relatively easy. Uh, because right now there are so many unique craft distillers such as yours, where people, you know, larger retailers may not carry certain products, and you you want to buy it and you want to get it shipped and there should be some sort of exclusion for that where the federal government still gets their tax but yet the consumers can still taste great distilled uh, spirits from unique distillers uh, such as yours and brian i know you mentioned you get uh, what about 40 50 inches of snow um i can relate because we have about 40 to 50 inches of sand on the beaches here in the uh, sunshine <laughs> state of florida so uh well, we could relate although our wa- water is a little saltier yeah, it is. It is, yeah. A little different water, but I'm going to come out there and enjoy some of that. I'll be out in your uh, neck of the woods next week for uh, a cocktail and pig event at the uh, Four Seasons in Miami. It's called Koshan 555. If you're in the area and you're down with pork or cocktails, you got to check it out. Very good. And if you want to go hit Joe's Stone Crab, uh, uh, you've, I'm going to have Miss Kate give you my number, and I will get you in without any weight. And uh, I'm sure if you bring a bottle there, Steve Saywitz, the owner, is a fellow cigar connoisseur. I'm sure he'll share that with uh, some of the folks down there to sample. And you got to have Stone Crabs when you're down in Florida. There's no doubt about it, and you got to do Joe's. So, uh, Brian, I appreciate you joining us. And uh, next time I'm out in that area, I'll definitely give you a call, not only for some, uh, some fine uh, distilled beverages but maybe an x-ray or two as well <laughs> we got you covered we're we're full service general you do it all brian nolte who is the <laughs> right. founder and ceo of breckenridge distillery enjoy the game tomorrow i'm sure you'll be rooting for the broncos indeed go broncos all right enjoy and when you uh, i'll have miss kate give you my number so when you're down in miami let me know i'll make sure we uh, get you taken care of down there lieutenants we'll check back in with colonel Ange and the rest of the crew up at the western new york theater of operations in the uh, pooch pit and we'll also try to whip off a couple of calls as we wrap things up on this special super snacks for super bowl edition of the cigar dave show throwing a party for the game tomorrow share the photos of your spread with us via twitter at Cigar Dave Show or Facebook slash Cigar Dave. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, 
any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. Throwing the perfect big game party for the alpha male. It's Super Snacks for the Super Bowl. Let's go up to the Western New York Theater of Operations. Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, Lieutenant Gary Exo, Tim, the ladies' auxiliary in the pooch pit. It is rib time, Colonel Ange, and you have made two different varieties. Yes, sir, General. We wanted to have a little bit of something for everybody. Dark roast ribs. These are ribs that were brined in water and Starbucks coffee. Brined them for a day and then rubbed them down with my uh, famous uh, rib uh, rub, but I added ground Verona blend Starbucks coffee right in the rub. Wow, and how do those taste? What, what's the taste complexion? Well, what does it taste, folks? Delicious. <laughs> General, it's all about nuance. It's all about nuance. And we're serving those with a, uh, a barbecue sauce that actually has coffee in it as well. Does it give it a little bit of a, uh, a boldness, a spiciness to it? Yeah, general, it does. It, it's 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 a uh, you know it's kind of a, a earthy type flavor. You can definitely taste the uh, coffee in it. I mean, it doesn't overpower you. It just gives you a little bit of the nuance of the coffee. It really tastes good. And then let's talk about the Buffalo Baby Backs. We have pictures on Twitter, Facebook, CigarDave.com. Let us talk about the Buffalo Baby Backs. Eh, you know what? You take a rib and you want to make it a little bit buffalo-like, right, General? So what I do is use the wing sauce that I make and with some water, of course. You can't even all wing sauce and brine it in those, hit it with the rub, and then it's served with a barbecue sauce. I take my famous barbecue sauce and I infuse that with wing sauce and serve that on the side. So what you got is a little bit of that wing sauce flavor and you got the ribs. Different now, flavor, really nice. And, of course, it's going to have that buffalo chicken wing type of uh, saw, a little bit of that spiciness, that same type of uh, tanginess, and I'm sure those are uh, delicious as well. Now, let's talk to the ladies' auxiliary. Who do we have uh, to tell us what they have made today for these side dishes? Yep, you're not, we, ha we have uh, Mrs. Captain Paul. Oh, Mrs. Captain Paul. Greetings, Mrs. Captain Paul. What uh, delicacies have you made today? Um, hello there. Well, my... Uh, Fellow women's auxiliary, Gina Bazoric and Sue Bellani, and my the newest member, my son Christopher's brand new wife. Uh, and you notice they didn't they didn't uh, mention what, Mrs. What about Mrs. Colonel Ange. What about Mrs. Colonel Ange, Mrs. Colonel Rita Ange? What what happened to that? 
Uh, we taught her how to turn on the stove. Excellent. Okay, so what did very quickly, what did you make, Mrs. Captain Paul? Uh, we made Denver omelet muffins for appetizers, Sherman stuff your mouth hot peppers. Right. We made um, Seattle shrimp scampi. Gina made fruity Bronco Bowl salad, Washington State salad. I made Russell's Brussels sprouts. All right, we, we, we got to cut it right there, Mrs. Captain Paul, but that sounds great. Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, XO Tim, Lieutenant Gary, the Ladies Auxiliary in the Western New York Theater of Operations. Great job uh, to all of you. I know you're going to have a wonderful Super Snacks for Super Bowl spread. Don't forget, Syracuse Duke tonight, Orangemen. I want you to pound the devils big time. Cigar Dave, the general, saying Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Tomorrow, on the big day, I want you to delicate, libate, puffate, and if you've got the energy and the strength, fornicate.